Who you listen to can make all the difference in where you wind up. And when things get really crazy, you want to make sure you have the right person in your boat. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. I'll never forget the day I missed the ocean ferry that was supposed to take us back to our island off the coast of Maine. Every day, the big boat carried people in their cars from the small island to the shore and then back. It was very important to be on that boat if you wanted to get home. And if I had just listened to the friend I was with, we would have made it. But I didn't. I thought we had a little more time. We did not. Now, this was before you could just Google things on your phone. So as the sun was sinking over the Atlantic, I found a phone book and made a call. Sure, we can come pick you up, they said. Just wait on the dock. As some concerning storm clouds started to roll in, we sat on an empty dock, hoping to see our boat. We never did. What we saw instead was a little family fishing boat pulling up to pick up their daughter. They told us they weren't usually out this late, but just happened to be by and would we like a ride? The choice was unclear. Wait for the boat we called for or go with these people who we knew nothing about. After a quick silent prayer, I said we would love a ride. The name of the boat, I kid you not, just in time. When we got home, we tipped them very generously and then called the guys who were supposed to give us a ride. They told us that they had engine trouble and couldn't pick us up. As the rain started to fall, I thanked God we had listened to the kind strangers who had brought us home. It was the difference between a hot cup of coffee and a warm blanket instead of shivering, waiting for no one on a cold, wet dock. Who you listen to will determine your destination. Make sure you're in the right boat with the right people. This was certainly the case for the Apostle Paul. Recently imprisoned, he was on his way to Caesar to plead his case for preaching about Jesus. Roman officers took him and some other slaves aboard a ship. That's when Paul tried to warn them about the storms. Acts chapter 27, verse 10. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. The officer, Julius, was the ranking official on board and the one who could decide which direction to go. The decision he made changed his fate and everyone else's on board. The Bible says, but the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged on for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars, until at last, all hope was gone. Guaranteed, at this point, the Roman officer Julius was really wishing he had listened to Paul. Now, there's lots of things that can influence our decisions. Sometimes what God's telling us to do seems to fly in the face of what we know to be true. We want to rely on what we understand versus what God is saying. And the reality is, we don't have the wisdom or perspective of our Almighty God. It's a bit like my four-year-old trying to give me instructions on how to drive from the back seat in a major city. That's how it looks when we try to take control. Or we can be influenced by our own desires over the will of God. 
We want what we want when we want it. Also like the four-year-old wanting to play in the closed Chick-fil-A play place when I'm trying to take him to the beautiful sunny beach in Florida. A limited perspective, selfish desires, and a refusal to listen can lead us to disaster, or at the very least, a meltdown. That was the case for the Romans, who liked Paul, respected him, but really didn't want to spend the winter where he was suggesting. You see, ships could only travel during certain times due to the weather. The good news is this. God is patient, loving, and kind. He knows we are prone to behave like toddlers sometimes, and like any good father, he will do what he can to bless his children, even if it requires some discipline. So in the middle of the storm, losing hope, sick to their stomach from being tossed back and forth, starving because every waking moment has been restless and fighting for their very lives, God speaks to Paul and Paul speaks to the crew. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. Nothing like a nice I told you so, right? But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me, and he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. Two quick things. There will be times in life where you'll be called upon to speak godly, life-giving wisdom, and there will be times where it is equally crucial that you listen to someone else God has appointed to lead in that moment. Julius, the one who gave the orders, was faced with another decision. Listen to the sailors or listen to Paul. Verse 30. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship. But Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. This was it. The make it or break it moment. To stay on the boat seemed like suicide. The lifeboats looked like at least a small chance, that is, from the limited perspective they had. Thankfully, this time, they listened to God's message and responded in faith. Verse 32, so the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair of your heads will perish. Then he took some bread, gave thanks to God before them all, and broke off a piece and ate it. If we can learn to listen to God when everything seems like it's ending around us, when the storms are so big they're literally tearing apart our lives and covering up the sun, then we will see Jesus do the miraculous. That type of faith changes everything. Furthermore, if we can find a reason to thank God in the middle of disaster, it will dramatically shift our limited perspective to see what God sees and impact our lives in a profound way as well as others. You have to really understand the miracle that takes place next due to the faith and gratitude of Paul. Verse 36, Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat, all 276 of us who were on board. Even though they were literally holding their ship together with ropes and the storm was raging all around them, they 
we're encouraged. When we trust God and operate in faith and gratitude, not only for what he's done, but also what he's doing and will do, it invites us to witness the miraculous power of God. Not only that, it creates a holy moment where others can witness the greatness of God as well. God was able to use one man to save all 276 who were facing almost certain doom. The Bible also says the soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. If the prisoners got away, it would mean the end of the soldiers meant to guard them. Once again, that limited perspective guiding their self-preservation. But the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul, so he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held onto planks or debris from the broken ship. So everyone escaped safely to shore. The hope of many can often rest upon the faith of one. This was certainly the case of Paul. Not because he was good, but because he served and submitted his life to Jesus, who is infinitely great. Paul understood his purpose. He was simply a connection to Christ. And because of that, it saved the lives of everyone. Your faith matters. Who you are in Christ matters. We have no idea the difference that our acts of service and gratitude can make, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others. If we will submit our lives to Jesus and say, not my will, but your will, Father, not my way, Christ, but your way, renew my mind, my heart, and my soul, make me more like you, Jesus. God can do miraculous things with faith like that. Christ can offer us perspective when all seems lost, his power, and make a way where there is no way. If only we will listen, obey, and stay where he has called us to stay. So if you're in the middle of a storm, don't lose hope. Thank God and know that he sees you, he hears you, and he will rescue you. So hold your ground, thank him, encourage others, and stay in the boat. I want to encourage you to read Acts chapter 27 on your own. If you need a Bible, just tap on the link in the Honestly Radio Instagram or Facebook page. We have a few free resources for you, as well as ways to connect and download the podcast. I want to encourage you to connect with God daily, in prayer, in the Bible, and through attendance and service at a local church. Allow Christ to begin building your faith. Thank you for joining us on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.